fluid. Felt terribly synced. Oh, yes, indeed. Things happen. Just like the Browns. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we we have eventually made it. Um, I mean, we officially made it to the off season. Thank God. So we are now starting our new segment. Fixing the Browns. Yeah, basically. Construction cone. And the, the best thing that happened was this morning we woke up with uh, Joe Woods got fired this morning. Um, so he's out of here. Uh, great news. I think the best possible scenario with this defensive, quarter, uh, defensive coordinator position is we have two people that we've already requested uh, to interview for that spot. And it is... Gerard Mayo, linebacker coach from New England. Another 3-4 guy. You get a Belichick guy. And another guy, familiar face, former head coach, I personally think got screwed over I've, in Brian Flores. I'm a big fan. And this is, yes. this is my ideal candidate right here. Um, is Yeah, is having Flores. I think he's would be a great asset. And right now, yeah, he's the uh, linebacker coach for the Steelers. So... Uh, and guy with, you know, obviously, he's a tough dude. He has head coaching experience, and and he's just the guy I think. And what you made a great point er- like earlier is even if like, say, Stefanski just as a Nick gets cut, fired midway through the season, we have somebody that could step right in, and uh, you know, really run that team. So, multiple ways we can look at that. <laughs> Oh, God. The dogs are off. The dogs are weird. Yeah, it's a new spot, by the way, clearly. Yes, reconstructed. Re, uh, we went from being being on a couch Yeah. from way back when to moving to my house. Yeah. We were also at a bar. Yeah, we were at a bar at one point, uh, but now this is where we're at. We're Here doing, we are. We're doing things in my basement that took... Uh, since March to complete, so thank you. It's done finally. Um, so what else is on the table? Obviously, Browns lost against the Steelers. Got um, pretty well just manhandled. Uh, that defensive line just really embarrassed us and really showed us what a good defensive line could be and why that's important, or at least good coaching. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Steelers are the worst scoring offense in the entire NFL, and they put up 28 against us. Woof. That's crazy. Woof. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of things going forward, obviously, um, need to get fixed, luckily. So we're in the offseason now, finished 7-10. to 10. Uh, Not ideal. Um, but we have so many key players in this team that I think, I feel like, are staples, and we have locked up, con- like, on their contract for a while now. So, I mean, I think we're in win now mode and we're just going to be, I think really stacking this team and to cut trimming the fat off and just building it up in, in, a, in a good route. And I think obviously defensive coordinator is a great place to start, but we'll see a lot of these players just being, uh, you know, just free agents now. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I had a pretty interesting discussion yesterday when I was done at the catch up pile. And uh, it was about the comparison of T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. Um, I I truly believe that T.J. Watt has that little edge over Miles Garrett, um, and it's not very far. Um, I really do think it comes down to 
just that the extra, you know, extra uh, motivation to play. Yeah. Um, you know, positive culture as well. You got this guy TJ Watts chasing things down on the opposite side of the field, um, stuff like that. That extra motor is what I was looking for. Yeah. But um, what really came up because I was I was still defending Miles, is that um, both defenses there. It's hard to compare them because one they play two different positions. One's an outside linebacker, and the other one is a defensive end. Um, they call those now an edge. It just really depends how you play in a 3-4, which is ideally what we're going to have this upcoming yeah. season. Um, you know, it gives you an option of dropping somebody back uh, in coverage or um, just flat out rushing them. And so really, you're running a 5-2 if you look at it that way. And that's very, uh, I think it's a very good start to stop the run. Um, and I've always been a big fan of it. Um, you look at, uh, how Miles Garrett got blocked in a four, in a four, three, he's taking on three, four guys on, on the edge. Um, working out of a three, four, you know, I kept an eye on TJ Watt yesterday, um, was he got a lot of just maybe one-on-ones. Uh, at most, he got chipped. Um, maybe send a tight end to help block, which is, you know, that's not really too much for someone as high the caliber as TJ Water, Miles Garrett. Um, so it's just, it's just that extra, that extra, the way the scheme is set up is to make sure that your edge rushers have a better shot on taking on one-on-one. Yeah, well, well, also, I mean, look at, like, the defensive line that the Steelers have compared to, like, ours, where a lot of teams, they do double-team Miles Garrett. But in, in this scenario, if you if you double-team Watt, you're leaving Cam, yeah, Cam, Cam Hayward, Hayward and how many other Ice players that are, Joby. Yeah, that are just going to, you know, just take advantage of that. We don't have that structure where if, like, you block Miles Garrett, like, David Bryant? You know, you're going to block Taven Bryant. Me told you. Like, okay, like, I'd rather take my risks with that. And I think that's how all every other NFL team feels, where it's like this double-team Miles Garrett. They don't have anyone else. And as with the Steelers, like, they like you have to block every single person. So it doesn't give you that opportunity to, to uh, double-team Watt as much as you would like to. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a huge factor, too. So, I mean, I think in this offseason, obviously – defensive line needs to be completely restructured and we need to bring in some people yeah Uh, some veterans some some guys that aren't completely washed like we've we've tried to do you know just put like you know like literally tape over the wound and uh just just solve the problem i think i think they're gonna they're gonna definitely spend some money um on this defense especially if you're bringing a whole different scheme you're going to have to, you know, kind of gut this thing a little bit and try to yeah. figure it out. Um, so, I, I, I think they're going to spend a lot of money on the defensive tackle position and I, on the defensive line in general. Um, I think what's going to be interesting is what happens with the linebacker position. Super interesting. Um, 
because it's a whole different style. Um, you know, what happens with Koromoa um, in a 3-4? He was fit more to a 4-3 as like your hybrid. Um, so I'm curious what they will do with him. Yeah, I mean, you kind of look at that now. It's like maybe they will sign Walker and Jones back. Like, that's a very good possibility. And, you know, in this newer system. But also, like, a lot of these guys that you would kind of, like, Phillips, like, do you want Phillips back? I mean, would you rather, like, allocate that money towards bringing, you know, Deion Jones back? Yeah. Like, I think that's, like, it's a fair thing to do, and I would do it. Right. Um, right. Would you rather have consistently good players or just depth? And right. I, and ideally, you'd have both. But, like... They don't have any starting caliber players on their defense. Exactly. In their front seven, at least. Other than Miles My- Garrett. You have some guys that are still developing. And honestly, I think, you know, I'd like to throw a name out there. Alex Wright has a lot of potential. But he is going to be someone that really needs to just be a... Uh, just a rotational guy for a while. Yeah. Like you for, can't, oh, for the next two right. years. They're, they're, I, I imagine them getting more defensive tackles, but I also see them getting another edge rusher. Um, another player I'm kind of curious of what they do with is Miles. I think that's the clear and obvious one because, you know, his first year or so, he was working out of a 3-4. And... Um, and honestly, I think that was the last time the Browns had almost, you know, an elite defense. It was the Greg Williams era. Mm-hmm. But he felt limited in that defense. So I'm curious how they're going to work on that. Um, you know, I think a name to watch out of all of this is, um, I mean, as far as an acquisition, I would definitely say it would be probably like a Shelby Harris from Seattle, or um, Devin Bush from Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he's probably going to be give, give, given his walking papers this offseason. Um, and say you do bring Brian Flores over here, boom, there's a middle linebacker right there for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that definitely raises a lot of, a lot of questions with what they're going to do. But, you know, hey, they might hire a guy that's a, a 4-3 guy or – you don't just know, the, just kind of but I, I feel yeah. like I feel like since their their first two candidates are three four, I think that's enough to tell you what direction they want to head yeah. in, head into. Um, I, I've always been a big fan of the three four over the four three, um, just because it gives you a nice balance of, um, you know, what you can do with your defense yeah. as far as stopping the run. Um, I, I think that it's just it's better for setting the edge, which I think we do an awful job at. Um, so I think that's enough about the defense. Yeah. Offensively, um, I think that the offensive line, we're going to see a change, whether it's Wyatt Teller or... Because they played really bad. Jedrick Wills. They played pretty abysmal, and Jedrick Wills being the key factor of that. Um, James Hudson didn't have a great game either, obviously. Uh, well, it's hard. It's hard to be. It's hard against Watt well, to go play T.J. Watt the first start of your of the season. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's 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 definitely tough. 
Um, so yeah, no, but no one had a good game, and Watson was a scrambling for his life. So sudden sex. Yeah, like how do you make this good? And we have the names, we have the people, but why are they consistently not doing it? And yeah. we've kind of seen this. I mean, obviously, like Watson extends plays and. Like they, I think that's the biggest thing they need to adapt to is that like, it's not just oh if they throw the, it, he's got to throw the ball under this time like he's not going to do that so he might be scrambling around there so you might need to add on five seconds onto that play. Yeah, it, I I think what happened with the offensive line is the who your quarterback is. Um, I'm pretty sure any offensive lineman will tell you that. You're going from a pocket passer to a mobile guy. Yeah. You don't really know where they're at. It's that there is gonna that's gonna take time to, yeah, man, uh, blend together. And the the man downfield penalty that we've seen a few times because they don't know where he's at. They think the play's over. The ball's they, elsewhere. It's gonna take them time to get used to that. Yeah. Um. And then schematically, I think the offense has. Definitely changed dramatically of how they're running everything. Um, it's not the same offense that they were running in the beginning of the season. And I, I think the whole team took a big impact. But it's because who your quarterback is. And yes. you have to adapt to him to get the most out of him. Um, I mean, if you're paying him 250 you know, $250 million dollars. I'm pretty sure you got your mindset of like, we're gonna work around him, not Absolutely. the system. Yeah. Um, and that's where I think the question mark comes up with Stefanski. Um, can he coach that? I don't know. Um, because he because he's a system guy. Yeah. Um, he's a system guy. He he's been he's been his bread and butter has been the West Coast offense, but I I don't know if he's gonna be able to handle something like this. Um, I really think they're going to give it a year and see how it works out. Yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the same type of thing. I think here. Deshaun Deshaun bought him another year. If they didn't make the trade for Deshaun, I can almost guarantee it he would have been gone today. Um, and I'm, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was, you know, fired either way. Um, but I think the most, the biggest room for improvement on the offense is that receiver. Yeah. Um, even though you got a, you know, a 1,500-yard year out of Amari Cooper. I mean, you mean Nick Chubb. I mean, yeah, yeah. 1,500 yards out of Nick Chubb. Yeah, and you, you got almost 1,200 a year. 1,200. Amari Cooper hit career highs. Yeah, yeah. Cooper looked good, man. And yards and touchdowns yeah. with the Browns. Um, and with less receptions, so that just tells you a lot. Yeah. Um, a lot of big plays by him yeah, this year. Yeah. A lot of, like, a lot of yards. And he finds those pockets, man. He's really good at finding those pockets. Yeah, he, had, he had nine touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you saw a big jump out of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, 836 yards this year. That's huge. That's I, huge. I, I still think he was underutilized. So yeah. that's something to watch. But I think outside of those two options, um, and you want to throw Njoku in there. Obviously, yeah. Joku jo- definitely took a big step. Big step. Um, we love to see because it's kind of nice. You're kind of setting up next year for a breakout year from all your players. Yeah. Right? Like, you're like, everyone that, like, had a 
bomb year this year. Like, you're expecting another big explosion because, like, this is, I mean, you had Jacoby Brissett for 12 games, you know, and, like, you want to see what the system, a consistent quarterback in there, and have these guys thrive under that. Like, I'd love, really love to see these guys take that other leap. And talking about, like, uh, receivers that I, I would love to see added is uh, Jacoby Myers is, like, my number one right now. To be a great number two, we need a number two. And, or at least another guy in that rotation, right? I, mean, I think Peoples-Jones is great, but I think having Amari... Myers, DPJ, and Bell, all those guys, like that's a pretty stacked uh, receiving core. And I, I'm happy with that. I feel like we're that one player away. Um, and, and I think that is a sweet spot of price and performance that you're going to get out of anyone. And I think Jacoby's like my kind of uh, person to fill that role. Um, if I was going to pick any receiver, they would definitely be on the market right now, and it would be Brandon Cooks. Oh, Cooks, yeah. Um, I, I think that where they need it the most is a guy that can get open quickly, um, a good route runner. And good, was Watson. Good set of hands. I mean, he had a great season with Deshaun, and it was only a year. So, you know, they have somewhat of a chemistry. But that's that's not my main ra- reason for him. I mean, he's an outstanding talent, and, I mean, he puts a – Pretty good numbers with any quarterback that I mean he's been through them all. Like yeah. you know he's been worst quarterback in the leagues to legends. You know he's with Drew Brees and then he's with Davis Mills yeah. putting up great numbers. Kyle Allen, <laughs> Jared Goff, like yeah, you know he he Tom Brady, like he, he's he's done it all. Um, so I'd I'd really like to. See him in the brown and orange this yeah. next season. I think I think with him you need to get a vet deal, and that's the difference, right? You kind of need to get a nice vet deal for him, you know, nothing crazy. With Myers, you kind of want to lock him up for like three years. Yeah, you know, and that that that'd be fine with me, because that's another one of those guys that really. I mean, Myers really fits that role of what Barry loves: young guy just getting off that first contract. You know, probably only gonna get paid by his old team. Fits the mold. Yeah. Um, and obviously for uh, other parts of the offense, uh, I mean, obviously the big one I think is Kareem Hunt is probably played his last game. I, mean, I don't see any real real feasible scenario that he'll be back. Um, you definitely you, went away from him, so it's not yeah. like they're going to. They kind of they eased you into it, and you basically get prepared for it's going to be a backfield of, Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford next year. They might add a uh, guy that can. They need know. they need like a receiving back, and I yep. think Demetrius Felton is not that. I I agree. They didn't really give him many opportunities, so There's I no growth either. Yeah, give him time to grow. Yeah, so I I I think they would have to go get out, go get another back that can fit the system more. Um, you know, I might sound crazy for this and. I think that it also could be time, like I'm saying like a year or so, that it might be Chubb that's next to go. Um and I mean that's not wrong. I mean that's it, a, that's it's a just a it's a it's a realistic thing that the offense that you play, 
it, it's just how they're running him. It, it's just so awkward, and I feel like they're going into this air raid offense, and it's it just they're we're in that point where we don't know our identity anymore. We had an identity of being this run first team. Now it's like we have to mix all the stuff in, and I don't know how Nick Chubb fits into that. Same with the offensive line. Yeah, well, I, th- I yeah. think he needs to, specifically, he needs to get better at just catching the ball and being able to be that kind of guy. Yeah. He needs to adapt, and when he does that, I think that will prolong his career with us, and I, I think that will make a huge jump for him as well. But, sorry, go back to uh, what you're... But I, I just I just want to kind of leave, leave this episode on a cliffhanger, is with just kind of mentally prepare... For that to happen with Nick Chubb, um, I'm not saying it's going to happen this year or hell even next year, but like, don't be surprised when it does happen. That I think they've they've put everything. I mean, they pushed all the marbles in the middle. They went all in on Deshaun Watson. So if they have to make a choice between their quarterback that they invested everything in and Nick Chubb. They're, I mean, analytics are going to tell you to go with your quarterback. And saying that as well, you don't really have a first-round pick for a while. Yeah. Or picks in general. Yeah. So these are the guys for a while. And you can't get another starting quarter starting quarterback um, in the second or third round. Yep. So, but you know what you can get? Another running back. So sad thing is they're a dime a dozen years years down the road, guys. But um, they, they definitely tight. definitely look for a lot of changes coming up here soon. A lot of people they'll see on other teams. A lot of acquisitions. Um, obviously not like right now, but in the next in the, in the coming months because obviously we have playoffs um, still happening. So this is a, this is definitely gonna be the last Browns video for a while until unless something else pops up. Yeah, well, we will make. You know, obviously, like, videos for signings, uh, trades, whatever may come. Uh, those are more short-form videos that we'll be posting. But thanks for watching, guys. Uh, yep. Go Browns. <laughs> yep. I'm all of them. Go Browns. Playoff time. <laughs>